This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Tina Petrowski, CEO of Copper Ridge Surgery Center in Traverse City, Michigan. Tina, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Laura. Thank you for the invitation. It is a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, fantastic. Well, before we dive into the questions, could you tell me a little bit more about your background and career journey? Certainly. Um, I graduated with a bachelor's degree in nursing and began my career at a large teaching hospital in the southeast. Um, I found my way to the operating room early in my career, and over the years, I've held various staff nurse and leadership positions in community hospitals. In 2004, I began my career in the ASC industry and later earned a master's in business, business administration with a healthcare management focus. I also achieved the CAS credential in 2016, and for the past six years, I've held executive positions in the ASC arena, and I've been the CEO at Copper Ridge for the past two years. We are a large multi-specialty ASC in Northwest Lower Michigan that is a joint venture between a group of 30 physicians and a local hospital, and we perform about 1,900 cases per month. That's amazing. So, you know, thinking about balancing 30 doctors as part of the ownership group and then um, a hospital as well. What's it like to, you know, kind of making sure everybody is is rowing in the same direction and um, has the best interest of the ASC as well as the patients in mind? That is a great question. And we are fortunate in that we have a very engaged group of physician leaders that represent that 30 uh, physician ownership group. And they really have their finger on the pulse of things uh, that are happening within the center and are good advocates for making sure that we stay the course of what our mission and values are here at Copper Ridge. Got it. Got it. Well, that's great to hear. Now, what are your top priorities as the CEO of ASC today, especially given this past year with the COVID-19 pandemic and so many different things happening in the healthcare space? What are your top priorities right now? Great question, and it certainly has been a challenge over the last 15 months. Uh, One of the top priorities has been maintaining a competent, well-trained workforce in a highly competitive market. You know, like many ASCs, we face competition for staff from hospitals who offer attractive sign-on bonuses and often much higher wages. And our employees here are key to the success of the center and our future. So being we are in a rural area, the number of available workers is not what you would find in a more urban setting, but likewise, the choices of where to work in healthcare are not as abundant. So... Since the pandemic, we have definitely seen a number of our clinical staff wanting to reduce their hours due to school and child care issues related to COVID, and we are working hard to offer more flexible part-time positions, but filling in the gaps is increasingly more challenging. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. And I know, you know, those staffing issues are challenging for ASCs as well as hospitals across the U.S. Is there anything that you foresee yourself doing uh, differently in the coming months to try to attract or retain staff members? Or are you more just making sure that, you know, the staff members that you have are are able to um, accommodate the caseload that's coming? Actually, we're doing both. We're really um, putting an initiative together that is going to uh, allow us to collect feedback from employees 
at each department and have representatives and really help bring some of the um, concerns that staff would have as far as how to have a more flexible work-life balance, how to meet the needs of the center while also meeting personal needs. So we are doing some um, creative ways internally to really engage our employees and learn what is important to them and working to try to meet them where where their most important needs are as best as we possibly can while maintaining a business. Well, Tina, I think that makes a lot of sense in terms of the staffing, just especially given that um, staff and employees are such an important part of ASC operations and moving the center forward. Are there any other priorities that are top of mind for you today? Yes, supply chain challenges, of course, have been a priority for all of us in healthcare. The financial strength of small businesses, including ASCs, is always a constant stress and something to be concerned about, especially with the continued cost of medical supplies and PPE, with no end in sight for mask mandates in healthcare, along with the increased labor costs related to all the COVID requirements to keep our patients safe. And those have all impacted the ASC business model. Our centers already operate on lower margins due to reimbursement challenges. And although we would never compromise quality of care to save a dollar, we must be vigilant and perform detailed business analysis and case costing to be sure that we're not running in the red with a particular type of procedure or service line. Having said all that, I believe that this model is what has set the ASC industry apart and that we are already efficient, cost-effective providers of quality health care and This is something I continue to stress in conversations with our commercial payers. Absolutely. And and such an important conversation those are. Um, When you look at some of those things that you're doing with commercial payers, you know, are there any trends that you've noticed recently that weren't true, you know, a year or two ago, but something that's um, just more more recent in in coming up in terms of the way they're interacting or or some of the, the payer discussions? I think payers are finally starting to recognize the value of a lower cost site of service such as an ASC and recognizing that their members are still receiving the highest quality care, but they don't have to have it performed in a hospital setting. And I think um, some of the more urban areas maybe have seen some more successes earlier on. Uh, with those discussions with commercial payers, but I definitely have seen an increase in responsiveness to the business model of moving procedures out of the higher cost inpatient setting into the ASC. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Now, how are you thinking about growth for your center in the future? Well, physician retirements and recruitment um, are top of mind. I think Some physicians are reevaluating their career timeline after having been through a very challenging 2020. Uh, They've had to deal with all of the COVID challenges in their practices, as well as for physician investors in their ASCs. So continuously focusing on retaining physicians and ongoing recruitment, both for investor and non-investor physician users of our center. Also, continuing to support our various independent practices so they can remain independent and see the ASC as an extension of their practice, 
We work with about 18 different physician practices, from solo practitioners to large groups. And each practice has their own nuances and priorities. So supporting them is vital to our continued growth. We also uh, developed our strategic plan in the fall of 2019, just shortly after I came on board here. And we are going to be revisiting that in the upcoming months with our board That was pre-COVID, and obviously our environment has changed, so we've had to adapt accordingly. But one growth initiative from our strategic plan that we were successful in implementing during the pandemic was the launch of a robotic service line. In October of last year, we introduced the DaVinci X robotic system for general surgery, and by December, we had added robotically assisted GYN procedures as well. So we now have nine surgeons performing procedures with the DaVinci system and are looking to add more users soon. So that is contributing to our growth for the future. That's really great to hear in terms of being able to launch the robotic program during the pandemic. Was that something where you just had the resources and everything was in place and so it's easy to to plow forward or was it a challenging decision to decide that you wanted to do that even despite the pandemic? Yes, it was a challenge even despite the pandemic and really working with getting all of the balls in place, so to speak, with financing, with case costing, with reimbursement, with you know staff training, and really working with our board and our hospital partner on this project together. And it turned out to be a very positive, collaborative process and has really been a huge success for our community. That's great to hear. And I wanted to ask one more follow-up question as well when thinking about the physician retirement and obviously the doctors perhaps reevaluating their retirement timeline. Um, are, are the factors mostly, you know, just coming from the pandemic and, and that or uh, what things are they considering as well when they're looking at the ASC as a, an investment vehicle for them? Well, I think some uh, physicians have that have been investors have realized that it was um, – a very wise thing for them to do, and they've been very encouraging for in- encouraging younger investor, younger physician investors as well, despite having been through a pandemic where we had a percentage of our cases that we lost due to the elective surgery shutdown. I think they've been some of our biggest promoters in um, in physician recruitment, and they've you know, we've been excited to add some more physician investors over the over the past uh, six months. Fantastic. Well, that, that again is, you know, exciting to think about the potential, you know, of having more physician investors coming in when I know, you know, so many centers are nervous about that, are trying to see, you know, where they're going to recruit their next physicians from. Now, as we wrap up our conversation, I have one more question for you. What are the three most interesting trends that you're following in healthcare right now? Mandatory vaccines for healthcare workers is something that our employees are asking about, particularly in Michigan. We've had two large health systems already announce that they will be requiring this. So this is something that we are keeping an eye on. You know, the various human resource issues have been very interesting over the past 15 months and following if employers can mandate or not has been on our radar. Um, A particular concern is watching the Delta variant and hope that we don't see a spike later this year in our area among unvaccinated individuals. 
So paying attention to what's happening with mandatory vaccines, and obviously that would be a board decision if it was something that we decided to adopt at, at our center. Um, also, of course, continuing to see what changes are happening with CMS and the new administration. I think 2022 will present some new policy issues, particularly related to hospital and health system consolidation, and to what extent this impacts hospital-physician joint ventures. Uh, another trend is paying attention to the increase in cybersecurity attacks on healthcare and managing that risk within our centers. We were an early adopter of an EMR, but keeping up with an effective IT security and ongoing staff education is particularly vital, especially because we see about 22,000 patients annually. So we have a high patient volume here and uh, making sure that we are protecting our uh, health information and that staff are well-trained on following all of our security rules to keep our PHI safe for our patients. And one other uh, item, although this isn't directly related to the ASC industry, I do find it very interesting reading about employers bringing healthcare to the workplace. Uh, we are seeing, you know, a number of large companies in Michigan and across the country that are opening primary clinics on site and providing a low-cost, convenient option for workers and helping to keep them out of the ER. So that's a model that perhaps uh, working with employers that are forward-thinking in reducing the cost of health care can help open the door for some conversations with some employer-directed services in our ASC. So keeping that in mind as well for, for the future. Tina, those are all really great points. You know, thinking about the mandatory vaccinations and the trends, I'm sure community by community, and then um, CMS is changing policies, you know, and, and what that means for some of the consolidation within the industry, cybersecurity, and then, you know, some of the employers, what they're bringing, bringing, you know, their primary care clinics into the workplace just changes the landscape completely. So I think, you know, those are all, as you mentioned, really, really interesting things that we'll be following as well here at Becker's. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I really appreciate your discussion. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you, Laura.